Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, a church that desires to live, speak, and serve as the very presence of Jesus in the Harrisburg region. Sermon B-Sides is designed to be a resource to help us deepen the conversation about this week's sermon and answer questions that would be helpful to accomplish our purpose. Hey, welcome to another B-Side podcast. My name is John Robinson. I serve as one of the pastors here at Liberty Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. A nice, a nice pregnant pause. Did you forget what state what state you're living in there, John? That's... I, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe. Maybe. It's, yeah. Maybe. Still longing, bitter. Still longing, bitter. Still bitter about Florida. Still bitter. I get it. Uh, my name is Matt Leloyan. I serve as a pastor at Liberty Church as well. And joining us today is one of our deacons at Liberty Church, Terry Fisher. Terry, Terry welcome. Fisher. welcome Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Yeah. <laughs> the crowd. The crowd's going, going wild. wild. Uh, yeah, we're really glad to have Terry with us today. Um, a couple <clears throat> weeks ago, two of our other deacons, Greg and Jen Lowe, were with us. Something interesting we see in the book of Acts, uh, as this new office is established in the early church, uh, particularly in Acts chapter 6, we see that, that new office being formed. As it progresses from there, um, it's really interesting because most people, when they think about deacons, think about what Acts 6 says, that they're there to care for the people of the church who are being overlooked in the distribution of food. So more of what you might think of as an internal focus, caring for the people of the church. But then, before you get too comfortable with that paradigm, quickly you see Stephen in, in Acts 7, mm-hmm. and then Philip, like we looked at yesterday in Acts 8, uh, where... They were some of those seven appointed to, to oversee the distribution of food. But then what you see in Stephen and Philip is uh, evangelism, preaching, uh, a real external focus to their, to their ministry. Uh, and so deacons, as we, as we understand that role in the church today, uh, have both an inward and an outward face. Um, some deacons, uh, even specifically in their roles and responsibilities, look inward to to the needs of the people of the church, mm-hmm. uh, and some look more outward into what we might call ministries of mercy, uh, ministries that reach beyond the people and the walls of the church mm-hmm. uh, to care for people in the region. So we thought we would talk with Greg and Jen a couple weeks ago more about the internal side, yeah. uh, and then today have Terry come in and talk a little bit more about, about the external side. Yeah. Welcome, Terry. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, no questions came in on Acts chapter 8, but uh, we'll just dive right in and kind of see, see where we go. Um, so, Terry, in Acts 8, as we mentioned, we see Philip serving people outside the church. Um, how have you seen the people of Liberty Church serving those in our neighborhood and region beyond, beyond the walls of Liberty Church? Uh, I think generally there's two ways that goes. One is through partnerships we have with other organizations uh, through Peace Promise, through New Hope Ministry, Capital Area Pregnancy Center, uh, In Him Christian Wellness. So there's, you know, some of those are partnerships with our church. I think a lot of people have work with other organizations that are not official partnerships of of Liberty, but there's a lot of outreach going on there. But I think more exciting is individually, you know, sometimes I look and I think, you know, why isn't this person doing something or whatever? And then you talk to them and it's like, oh, well, I've been, 
you know, doing this on my own with a neighbor, with someone else, yeah. with a coworker. Yeah. And there's a lot of a lot of serving going on that way. Yeah. That's not visible. Yeah. I mean, it's, we yeah. as deacons, we don't know about it. I don't think church leadership. Yeah. Generally knows all of what's going on. No, that's. It's a good problem, I suppose, that we don't. I mean, we'd love to celebrate those things, but you're right. Like, we don't yeah. always know what people are all involved in. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's also great to see, like, you know, we, in, in our 101, we, we describe ourselves as, like, program minimalists, mm. yeah. right? Where yeah. we, don't, we don't have, like, programs going on all the time to make room for people to, to really do ministry, do the work of the ministry um, outside uh, in, those, in those times. Like, if we had, you know... It's, we love the measurable stuff, right? We love to go, hey, like we had yeah. 500 people show up to this thing and yeah. um, we had, you know, this event happened and that event happened and like those are great measurables. But, yeah. you know, I think one of the more more beautiful things about um, approaching ministry and approaching um, serving each other in, in the ways that we do is we really want to equip individuals to do that in their own circles and by which maybe even having a greater impact than us uh, doing one thing or, or, you know, an event here or a service project there. We have these ongoing things happening. Yeah. 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 yeah that's great. Uh, we are really grateful for those, those partnerships um, that we do have locally. It's, 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 um, it's great to rally around those things periodically mm-hmm. at different times of the year. Uh, even yesterday, John, when you're doing announcements, you're talking about Peace Promise has this banquet coming up yeah. uh, on April 9th that we're going to um, hopefully have a bunch of folks be able to participate in this year and, and learn more and financially support that ministry. But there is all this... Um, to use to use maybe the the buzzword in, in Christian circles, organic kinds of yeah. external ministry where people just are looking at their their lives through these lenses and saying where where can I be used by God to be available to serve people uh, in deed uh, and in word and um, mm-hmm. we're grateful for for how that's playing out. Absolutely, yeah, Terry. So for you, like when you see that uh, and you hear these things happening, like how does that? How does that hit you on like a personal level? What, what gets you excited about those kind of things happening? Well, I think what gets me excited is the fact that it is organic. It is happening. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, you know, it, I think a lot of it too is relational, mm-hmm. you know, versus like you're saying, we, we do some big outreach yeah. project or program mm-hmm. and people come and put in a little bit of time or they put some money into it or whatever, right. but there's no, no relationship building yeah. where with a lot of the organic stuff, I think it's just a need is there. Mm-hmm. It either comes to them or they see it and go mm-hmm. towards it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but in any case, it's, it's more relational. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. yeah. You know, and I think that opens up a lot more doors yeah. in a lot of ways yeah. than, you know, than just being part of some program. Right. Yeah. Right. I really appreciated that about about you, Terry, as you served as well as a deacon, just that you have um, that real desire for relationships to be so central to the process mm-hmm. that it's not just a transactional, uh, hey, here's here's the thing we can do for you, and then we're, we're gone. You never hear from us again. Well, to be perfectly transparent, I'm not real good at it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's okay. desire, but... That's yeah. okay. But it's, but I, but you, you certainly emphasize it and, and even yeah, pursue yeah. it in your own life. And um, yeah, I think absolutely. that's, that's really good where there's, you know, it's, it's, um, we can serve for all kinds of motives. Um, I think the, like having the emphasis and, and even the desire, as you mentioned, to pursue the relational aspect 
helps us to maintain the motive of really being love for people and mm-hmm. not just to get a good feeling out of a day or, um, or you know, to tick a box, to and, tick a box yeah. or kind of a, you know, a statistic to celebrate where you can kind of pat yourself on the back and go, look what we did. Mm-hmm. But it really does become about the people that we, mm-hmm. that we want to see um, cared for, loved yeah. well. And, yeah. Um, and even like speaking of people like Terry, like you, you really do care for, for people well. Is, was there anything like even, I know it's probably not one of the questions, but like, is there anything in your life that you would point to as saying like, Hey, I, I've, I saw that I was impacted by that. Um, and so that's, that's how I kind of want to model, uh, even some of the diaconal ministry that you're, you're able to do. Um, I, th- I think back, I mean, I, I do some work with, um, disaster relief ministries with yeah. reach global and, I think back to Hurricane Katrina. I mean, yeah. it's, it's going back a, a number yeah. of years. But that's <laughs> not, gosh, I, I guess you're right. It doesn't seem like that was that, what, 2005? 2006. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. that's or before yeah. that, maybe. I'm not yeah. sure. But anyway, yeah. the, I think the point is that sometimes the spirit leads you. With that whole thing, it was like, uh, yeah. Janet and I saw what was going on and we're like, you know, this is, this is something, there's a need here and, and just following the spirit and, Mm -hmm. and being willing to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And sometimes it's, it's hard to do. Sometimes it's hard to understand, to know if it is the spirit or if it's just, you know, me. Sure. I think that looks like a cool thing to do. Yeah. Uh, But I, I think that when you're led like that, whether it's for something where you're going to New Orleans or if it's going to your neighbor next door, yeah. if, if you feel that the spirit is pushing you to do it yeah. or encouraging you to do it, go ahead and do it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I think in one of the, the sermons a couple of weeks ago, um, you talked about, I think it was in one of the sermons, but, yeah. but not, not relying on yourself, knowing mm-hmm. that the, that, the spirit's gonna mm-hmm. be yeah. with you and give you that yeah. the words to say and, and not saying oh I can't I can't do it I'm not I yeah. don't speak well I don't know enough I, you know mm-hmm. just yeah. go out and do it that's really good yeah. and so much of our lives we spend just inherently you know busy focused on you know the appointments and the the next thing that we've just got to get taken care of for our own lives and for our families so that there really is something to when you actually see something and there's something stirred in you that says, you know, I care about that. I want to help that, that I think, I think you're right there. I think the Holy spirit has so much to do with that where it's um, it's, it would be easy for us to not even to, to just go, go about our normal day and not have mm-hmm. that interruption. So those, those interruptions where something mm-hmm. just, you can't ignore it anymore. I think the Holy spirit works a lot through those things. Yeah. Those promises. Well, and, and I understand it's it's hard in our church because of there's a lot of young families. Sure, you know the the phrase that comes to mind is business and babies. Mm. That's where so many <laughs> sounds about right. That's, yeah, that's where yeah. so many of the people are yeah. in our right. church. Yeah, and it's like that's a that's full time. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so to step out of that is is hard. Right. Yeah. 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 But even that attentiveness, you know, it, it doesn't have to be. You know, taking a week off to do disaster relief necessarily, right? But it is, you know, that attentiveness to like, where's, where's the spirit of God drawing me in this moment? Mm-hmm. You know, where is, you know, the heart, like, why do I have a, a particular compassion towards uh, a particular neighbor? 
you know, yeah. or a, a ministry. Like when when something gets you know talked about on Sunday morning, like why why does my why does the spirit inside of me go like, hey, you should probably ask more about that, or like mm-hmm. like that sounds really interesting. I think that attentive yeah. attentiveness to the Holy Spirit's leading in your life is is so important um, mm-hmm. in in our willingness to to obey and to step into those things and and to be willing to um, yeah it, it might mean there's there's going to be sacrifice mm-hmm. you know I mean reminded what David said you know um, am I am, will I will I offer to God that which have co- that which has cost me nothing mm-hmm. you know um, it it is it's a but it's a pleasing sacrifice and and that's the the thing that that I have to continue to come back to. As, as we reach out to neighbors and, and different organizations locally is, is uh, yeah, it's, it's going to cost me something. Hmm. Um, well, but, you know, those, those relationships, I mean, if once you get past the chit chat and, yeah. you know, what's the weather today, it's right. like, it gets, starts getting messy yeah. when you get into people's right. lives. Hmm. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's easier to write a check and give it to some organization that, yeah. oh, that's that you so, think, oh, they'll take care so of this. True. But it's like, yeah. it's, it's getting into people's lives, dealing with that messy stuff where you get to really appreciate them hmm. and where they're coming from yeah. and caring for them. Yeah. I know before I came became a Christian, it really bothered me and it turned me off that I felt so many Christians, their goal was to have me become a Christian. Mm. It wasn't that they cared about me huh. or what was going on in my life. It's like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like the whole metric thing. Well, yeah. conversion check, rates. Yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> check that one off. That's right. And I think, right. I think, I mean, obviously, I think that's really important sure. that we share the gospel with yeah. people. But I think... To get to the point where they're going to listen, we have to really care about them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's even more true in our day where, um, you know, where many people aren't coming from from no idea of what Christians believe or that there's Christians out there. They're maybe coming with a lot of misconceptions about that. But um, but really that, um, that showing up and being present in people's lives, letting your life being a testament to the truth that you're proclaiming and inviting yeah. them to believe is, yeah, that's right yeah. on. Yeah, that that whole that whole um, what we're doing is we're reflecting the relationship and the knownness that that we experience with God with other people, uh, inviting yeah. that into yeah. them, inviting them into that, and, um, yeah, offering that ourselves. Which is why, like, man, like if we can even just have like a, a focused um, way of looking at ministry and evangelism. Um, being able to go, hey, look, you know, I'm I'm going to invest in like these three people over a long period of time, mm-hmm. like that is that is well spent effort, mm-hmm. that is well spent um, spiritual, uh, d- you know, decisiveness, and being able to kind of go, hey, look, this is, it doesn't have to be the I think the the misconception is like you've got to change the world, mm-hmm. right? But if I can love my neighbor, I'm I'm fulfilling the law. Mm. Right. If I can right. love God and love my neighbor, I'm fulfilling yeah. the law. Yeah. The, the ask is not, hey, you know, be this incredible missionary, you know, who, you know, goes everywhere and does everything. You don't have to be Paul. It, it's it's following and, and being obedient in these moments, in these in these spaces. Yeah. yeah. But like even Terry, you were you were talking about like some of like how that does get messy. When the more you get to know people, it gets messy, which you know, in, in Acts chapter eight, we see. Uh, the gospel does break into some of the messiness of that. And we see like 
the gospel breaks down this dividing wall of hostility between Jews and Samaritans, right? Um, even in like seeing it break down some of the um, the stuff between the Ethiopian eunuch, right? Who was this guy who was was outside? Um, so, what kind of dividing lines have you encountered in our region, and how does like the gospel confront and speak <coughs> into those those lines of division? Uh, well, when I when I think about building relationships and and working outside, there's like tons <laughs> tons of dividing lines yeah, out there. Yeah, and I and just looking through the partnerships we have. Yeah, you know. Uh, there's, I mean, first of all, believer versus non-believer. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you, you get into people that look different, people that talk mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Different race. Uh, yeah. You know, culturally different. Yeah. You know, especially with a lot of refugees and immigrants coming in. It's yeah. like, you know, so you get into different religions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have a, you know, with the with the refugees and immigrants, there's a lot of Muslims. There's, yeah. uh, you look at the homeless uh you know, all these people that are so marginalized mm-hmm. yeah. and, you know, they're dirty and they have alcohol and drug problems. And, hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. those are when you say about dividing lines, mm-hmm. uh, again, looking at our church demographic, yeah. you know, it's a lot of the, upper yeah. upper middle class. Yep. And, yeah. You know, and yeah. there's not complaining about that. I mean, it's who we are. Sure. But, yeah. but it's it's like we're working and looking at a lot of people that are different than us. And I think that's why we get back to building relationships and putting the time into it. Mm -hmm. We're really understanding where those people are coming from and their background. And uh, just, it's, it's hard to to do that sometimes. But I think you also, you find the other side of that is once you put the time and effort into it uh, and you make it about the people yeah. And not the numbers mm-hmm. yeah. that people are going to open up and talk and, and share yeah. and yeah. be willing to to hear what you have to say. But mm-hmm. you need to be willing to hear what they have to say, yeah. I think, too. Yeah. That's good. Terry, even like, I know you do a lot of work with with refugees in our region. Um, and you mentioned like the refugees that are coming to to our region uh, and have come to our region. Uh, for those who may not know, like, OK, we're we talking like. A couple. We're talking a dozen refugees in our region. What are we? Are we, or are we looking at something that's a little bit bigger than that? Um, and like, how do you? How would you get involved with that? Even okay. Well, I don't. I don't know the numbers of refugees. You, I need in, an exact in, number right now. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my phone? Where's my... <laughs> I'll Google. That's right. Uh, yeah, I don't know the numbers, but. There's, there are quite a few. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catholic Charities in Harrisburg is the official refugee resettlement organization okay. that, that yeah. works with, uh, with the federal government. But then from there, they have a number of churches that are affiliated with them. So they're very responsible for mm-hmm. new refugees for the first three to six months, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just getting them plugged in somewhere, making yeah. sure they have... Yeah. ID cards and you know that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, and then one of one of those churches that work directly with them is West Shore Free Church. Yeah. And we're sort of connected with them. Yeah. Uh, and so from West Shore, they have they have groups that welcome refugee families 
we've done that. Yeah. Uh, but I think what we're going to find is over the next year or so, those numbers are going to be increasing, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a need for more. Yeah. More, more groups through different churches to take on a refugee family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and a lot of that is, I mean. A lot of them have multiple children. Yeah. So it's dealing with medical things. It's dealing with school. Yeah. Uh, some speak English. A lot do not speak English. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's English as a second language kind of thing. There's, yeah. You know, many come without a driver's license. So until they get that together, yeah. rides. So, that, I mean, there's a lot a lot to do with those yeah. with those new families. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one one family or one couple or is not going to take on a refugee family. It's just, it's too much. Yeah. So you need a team of people to yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good. And that's one of those, that those, those examples too of, um, I mean, so many different kinds of potential dividing lines that are there. Um, and then, and then also just this ability to really, to really pour into the one, you know, as you were talking about, John, you can, you can step back and kind of look at at this from a broad scale of like, wow, we've got, whether you think about refugees, whether you think about foster care and adoption, here's these massive issues, homelessness, all these things are addiction. And you think, man, how do, how do we, how do we, how do we like change that? How do we move the needle? And it really is, it really is one, one at a time and focusing on, on a relationship that you can have with, with one family or one person. Mm-hmm. And even, even as you were talking, Terry, a second ago, it made me grateful. Many of you who have been part of our church have gotten to know Arita, who's a member of our, of our church mm-hmm. uh, and herself is a refugee, mm-hmm. um, was a refugee. I guess I don't even know if there's ever a timeline. Is that it that, like president that changes. Like, like you never become like, I, it's a good question, <laughs> man. I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I guess she's been here a couple of years Always now. Yeah, it's been a couple of years, but it's, yeah. but it's probably still in many ways, those yeah. things take a long time to, yeah. To work out, but I think she, like if you're ever displaced from your country, like that is, yeah, that's got to be like, man, like that's that's just your reality, yeah, right. And so, yeah. but yeah. Well, been, I think her grateful. technical status is she's a refugee, a non yeah. until she gets her green card, yes, which should be soon, should be soon. She's yeah. a non-resident and then alien to move toward, but yeah. but her her presence in our church has been really uh, good for me, and I think others to challenge some of those things that, that are assumptions for us. Mm -hmm. So one example was even the way we kind of have our membership process laid out and the in covenant class, as we call it. And then all of a sudden Arita's coming in where she speaks like four languages, including English, uh, but doesn't read English. And gosh, you think like something that we can just kind of assume inherently. Yeah. Just read this. Here's a ton of stuff to read. I mean, we're like, you know, we're this like, you know, upper middle class, you know, disproportionately highly educated, like our crew, our crew, you know, that's like, that's our, that's Liberty church. A lot of our folks. And all of a sudden, you know, you've got someone that you can't just kind of hand a packet to and say, Hey, read this. Mm-hmm. And that's a, you know, that that's maybe not as intense as the thousand year hostility of Jews and Samaritans, but there's this line where all of a sudden it's like, okay, how, okay. How do we, how do we care for people mm-hmm. across, across lines that are really substantial? And now, um, and the answer was Matt's going to record all of this. Perfect. We haven't gotten there yet. No. And, and in that case, there were some folks from our church that yeah. came alongside her and basically yeah. did that, like mm-hmm. read read through our materials and kind of did mm-hmm. the the narration of that yeah. with her. Helped her make sure she understood what she was hearing. Mm-hmm. Which that sounds a little bit like Philip and what he did with the Ethiopian eunuch. Right. Like yeah, you know, yeah. do you understand what you're reading? Well, <clears throat> here's someone to explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I, I'm I'm grateful for yeah. that. And even as we're able to do that relationally, mm-hmm. it, it really does um, it challenges us to also not make our preferences or our approaches to everything mm-hmm. be gospel. Yeah. It's like the gospel is still the gospel mm-hmm. for people across these lines. Yeah. We have convictions, we have ways we do things, and we we hope they're good ways. We we think they are, um, but man, we hold those in a different category than we hold the actual the actual yeah. truth of the gospel. Yeah, and many refugees who are coming over are Christians, like we you know Rita. Yeah, you know, yeah. so absolutely, I think that's a misconception sometimes that's too. Right. Um, but and some of them could just be as we see with the Ethiopian eunuch, a God fear people who are interested, like yeah. who who have an idea of who God is and. Um, yeah, and that's not just for refugees, but for for those even in our region, um, to be able to to see them as as you know people who are made in God's image and 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 a desire for them to to be cared for and loved. I'm, you know, I think the of of Jesus when he um, you know, he broke the 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 bread and the fish and he and he provided the meal right, and he met the needs of people before he spoke to them about the hope of heaven, right? Um, and so and so many times, you know, what diaconal ministry feels like, Terry, is, is the, is like there's, there's, you're meeting some physical and tangible needs. Yes. Um, but also what comes with that is, is the hope of, of heaven, you know, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hmm. We, uh, man, we've got lots of stuff that we could, could keep, um, fleshing out there. I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear Terry from you as one of our deacons, how would you um, encourage us, challenge us to grow in the way that we pursue these things in the way that we, you know, as, as we say, as a church to live, speak and serve is the very presence of Jesus. But even specifically, as you think about ministry of serving ministry of mercy um, word and deed, but but outside the walls of our church specifically, how would you love to see our church grow in the days and months and years to come? Well, with that question, first I think of attitude, and I'll talk about that in a bit. Mm. But first, right now, I mean, we, we talk about programs through the church. Yeah. And this is a program through the church is Easter Outreach. Yeah. However, yeah. it's like the program is you go do something. Right. You know, we're going to encourage yeah. church members to, to head out, to make those relationships. Where do you see a need? How can you, you know, yeah. and there's, I don't know, there's maybe 25 projects or, yeah. I don't know if projects is the right word, but. Yeah, celebrations. Celebrations right now. Sure, something, yeah. Uh, and we're asking, I mean, we'd like to see 100. I mean, yeah. I don't know if we'll make that, but we'd love to. <laughs> and it, But it's not, and, and, you know, we are offering to help if there's a financial need to, to do those things. Yeah. But a lot of them don't need a financial need. It's, yeah. It might be just talking to someone who yeah. who you come across that needs to talk or, yeah. you know, what, whatever. So there's there's a number. You, you can see the some of those celebrations listed online. Mm-hmm. I guess if you go to the... The church website, yeah, or uh, look at the weekly email. There's mm-hmm. a link on there to mm-hmm. go see, uh, yeah, basically see a list of, of the projects yeah. that have come through so yeah. far. Yeah, and there's some gr- and there's some really great encouraging ones that are on yeah. there right now too. Mm-hmm. But as far as you know, what I think would what I'd like to see is people willing to step out of their mm-hmm. comfort zone a little bit. Yeah, uh, you know, we talked about the Holy Spirit and boldness, and I yeah. think I mean part of stepping out is is 
having that boldness to do it and yeah. understanding I'm not doing it on my own. Yeah. You know, and just to getting past that. So reaching out to others, we talked about building relationships and mm-hmm. how it's going to be messy. Just know it's going to be messy. It's step yeah. into it and, mm-hmm. yeah. and deal with it. You know, yeah. don't be afraid to ask for help if you need help. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, right. it's like it, you're not, you don't have to do it on your own either, but get to know people. So you really, I think that's the, Part of the trick to really caring about them, to being sincere in, yeah. in your caring, is getting to know them. Or, you know, what's their background? What do they come from? What mm-hmm. are they struggling with? Mm-hmm. And then with that, when once that relationship has developed, speak the truth. I mean, before it develops, but sure. just be willing yeah. to to speak the truth. And, yeah. And uh, I mean, you got to do that in love. You got to do that caring. Yeah. But yeah, you know. But put your theology, our, you know, the Bible and Christ at the center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the cultural stuff goes around that. Yeah. And that has to fit into our relationship with, with Christ. Oh, well That's said. Good. And it, and even to, to what you've been speaking to with the, the relationship, it's, you know, it's, um, it's not, if that really is our priority and it is it really is what is compelling us to love and serve other people, it already is central to who we are and, and, and our pursuit of that. So it actually is odd in many ways to like pretend that's a category we can't we can't yeah. open up. It's it, mm-hmm. it was it's even it's more actually unnatural to separate that and mm-hmm. go, well, I really am doing this because I love Jesus and I because I love Jesus I love you and he's he's compelling me that way. But like, I'll kind of come up with other reasons that make me actually right ma- that are more acceptable. So I, I think there's a way to even do that with authenticity and in, in, in more integrity um, to to make those two things go together. Yeah, that's right. That's good, Terry. Uh, any like last challenges for our folks as we're considering, you know, Chris, you know, we're in the middle of Holy Week or at the beginning of Holy Week, not in the middle, maybe. Maybe you're listening to this in the middle of Holy Week. <laughs> Could be. Uh, <laughs> Could but be. like, we're in the middle of Holy Week. And so um, as we're getting ready to, to celebrate the resurrection, any, any last like challenges for folks um, from your seat as a deacon here that you would want? people to hear and uh, be encouraged by? Uh, I think I would challenge people to not be afraid to get into the middle of cultural issues and, Mm. you know, what's going on in our world. I think a lot of times, you know, it's like as Christians, we just sort of said, oh, well, you know, we've given up on that one. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, get in the middle of it. Give give Mm. things a, you know, Whatever whatever the topic is, be willing to put out the Christian perspective. Mm. You know, this is this is what the Bible says. This is how I yeah. I believe as a Christian we should live. Yeah, and and speak the truth that way. It's good. Mm. But yeah, just be involved in the world. Not it's easy to get sucked into. All my friends are Christian. Uh, everything yeah. I do is with other Christians. But yeah, I think we're called to to mix it. You know, we talk about yeah. the end of each service, we say we're a sent people. Well, yeah. that doesn't mean we're sent to our Christian neighbor. That's right. <laughs> necessarily. No, it means we're right. sent out into the world. That's scattered. That scatteredness that you see there in Acts 8 really right. is, there really is an element to that was we are sent back out into the world. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. May God put us in opportunities just like Philip with the Ethiopian eunuch and, mm. um, yeah, to be able to, to speak the truth to people. Um, yeah. You know, that, 
Ethiopian eunuch would be, and I put, put him in the category of like the low hanging fruit, the guys who are just like mm. ready to be picked, you mm. know, yeah. and, um, uh, and, and be ready. You'd be ready for that. Be ready for, um, even, even people who are, uh, as we see with Simon, you know, um, even hostile to the gospel or, or potentially receptive, but like still need to be present in those people's lives to be able to, to, to speak truth to them as well. And so, uh, yeah, friends, just, you know, our prayer for you is that you would be bold, um, that you would be uh, encouraged in the gospel. Let the, let the gospel be your confidence, um, not your own abilities or knowledge or um, capacity for things. But, um, yeah. 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 Look at it. Look at it from that relational standpoint and, and be able to, to step into people's lives, even this week. Yeah. And invite somebody uh, to church on Sunday. Talk to them about the resurrection. Yeah. Um, yeah. Always, always a good time to do that. I think, I think Easter is statistically people are a little bit more receptive um, to, to hearing about Christ. And so, yeah, have, take that, take that opportunity. Yeah. I, just to, just to, to wrap all that up too, to say um, in your Bible study groups this week, um, just encourage you to keep, um, keep thinking through this together, even the way that uh, the spirit is leading in your life. Uh, if you've, if you've been experiencing some of those prompts for specific people, uh, specific ways that you're pursuing celebrating Easter outreach with us, celebrating the resurrection. Uh, it'd be great to take some of what we see in Acts 8, bring it into the present in your own life, and, and really work that out together uh, in conversation with, with each other. Um, so those would be great ways to spend some of your, your discussion time this week uh, as you guys get together. Yeah, bring those things up with each other and then like pray about those things together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mention names, like bring names to the, the, to the throne room of grace. Uh, and ask God to do uh, that which only He can do is draw people to Himself, and so I think that's I think it's a good that'll be a great use of time for Bible studies and and thinking about the resurrection even as we celebrate that on Sunday. Yeah. So. Yeah. Terry, thanks, man. Thanks for yeah, coming. Terry, well, thank you. Thanks for great to have you. Great to have you with us. Well, guys, hey, thanks again for joining us. We will uh, catch you next time. Yeah.